1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Hello, Guilty Feminists. We're going back into the archives for our second episode on periods with Sarah Pascoe and Carrie Ed Lloyd, two great friends who've joined forces once again with their brand new podcast, Weirdos Book Club. So when you're finished listening to this, do give that a download because they're both brilliant. This originally went out in May 2017, and although we're talking about medical matters, we're not doctors. And although we try to make sure this isn't too cisnormative, it was before I was familiar with a lot of the nuances around language. So we're sorry if anything slipped through the net. I hope you enjoy this episode very much. I'm a feminist, but when someone asked me what mansplaining meant, and I said it's when a man leaned in and said it's misused all the time like whenever a man has an opinion but really it's for when a man is explaining something a woman already knows I just let him talk and then made him buy his drinks I'm a
3: feminist but I would sell the Spice Girls to Boko Haram to get on Strictly Come Dancing (laughs)
0: I'm a feminist, but I kind of regret saying on our podcast, The Guilty Feminist, that I can't use tampons because I'm too small down there and I need a special speculum at the gynaecologist, because although it's important for women to be able to discuss these things and I should have no shame, now strangers keep messaging me saying, don't worry, you're normal, I also have a small vagina. And... Be body positive. There's nothing wrong with you. And very brave of you to talk so candidly. I couldn't do it, even allowing for the biological issue. They know too much, and I can't put their genie back in my bottle. Can I say, each and every one of those listeners who tweeted in, if you're listening, I'm so thrilled you did, and it's so lovely, and it makes me feel like I'm in a sharing environment. So I'm not criticising any one tweeter it's just when you get a quantity of messages about the size of your vagina you suddenly go oh I just you know we're just having a chat and then suddenly it's like everywhere I go people look at me and they go oh you do the guilty feminist," and then they look down there and they do a sort of sad face like oh and it's just a lot of information to give away Sarah
3: That's what I'm saying yeah I know um, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I wrote a book and in it I, as I was always just writing stuff that had happened to me but I was, it's like writing a diary, kind of tapping away. You don't ever think that you'll just be halfway through urinating. Um, not halfway through urinating, I do close the door, I'm exaggerating. I've recently urinated and then someone going, I had an abortion at 17 as well. Because like, mm. oh, <laughs> I yeah. wanted to talk about that in a nightclub.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, sim- it's similar, isn't it? Because you've put that out there yeah. and of course people want to interact with you about it but sometimes you just go which I'd say just slightly less. Yeah, I'd just worn a moustache and used a different
3: name. <laughs> uh, I am a feminist, but I'd give Donald Trump a blowjob just for the story. <laughs>
0: Story ever told? But everyone would want to hear it. <laughs> I don't know that they would. Yeah, yeah, they what, would. What would the story be? <laughs> okay.
3: I'm Donald Trump a blowjob. Let like me talk you through it in stages. Oh!
0: <laughs> <laughs> would you though? I don't know yeah. that you yeah. would. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. For the, I, I don't was... tell him that because he'll definitely <laughs> take you oh, up. I'm it. a seven. He has no interest in me. <laughs> um, you are not a seven. Even in Donald Trump's skewed view of the world. I still think you'd be a 10. No way. I'm, I'm a, a feminist, 10. but I can imagine how Donald Trump would number women.
3: But he's and, been, yeah, he's a, been a, open
0: about it. Yeah, yeah but he, he wouldn't say you were a 7. Oh, he would.
3: Have you seen some of the women he said? Like, he said Heidi Klum was a 9. Okay, yeah. so just remember his scale. Yeah, okay. That's, <laughs> I'm, yeah. Not,
0: I'm not putting myself down. Now I'm really worried about what I am on the Donald Trump scale. (laughs) I don't want to be worried about That's a terrible thing to worry about. I'm a feminist, but now I'm worried about where I land on the Donald Trump scale. (laughs) You could do another one. Okay. I am a feminist, but I am very competitive,
3: and I want to win at it.
4: (laughs)
0: you winning. You're, you listen. You're definitely top ten percent of feminism at the moment with your book Animal. It's a good top ten percent. Isn't high enough. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, no, it is, it is. You might get a letter saying you've won feminism at some point. Yeah. Does the Queen do that like a CBE for a man, and oh, know you've won feminism for a I woman? I think they dig up Simone de Beauvoir and give it to you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'd
0: be lucky to get Jermaine Greer's false teeth. <laughs> Live from King's Place in London, the Spotlight Show presents the Guilty Feminist with Deborah Francis White and Sarah Pascoe. And tonight's special guest, Harriet Lloyd, talking about periods. This is the Guilty Feminist, the podcast in which we explore our noble goals as 21st-century feminists and the hypocrisies and insecurities which undermine them. Um, so, we're talking about periods today. Now, we've just talked about periods.
3: Yeah. we're doing a part two. Yeah. I loved um, listening to the last podcast about periods. Yeah, with even a mock. Yes. Who's yeah. amazing and very honest and open. And she's got PCOS, like I've got. So I was interested to hear about another woman's experience. Yes.
0: Because she had a four-month period, didn't she? She did. And that's how she knew. she had. And that's polycystic ovaries, if you don't know the acronym.
3: And you have a theory that are more... Yeah, a scientifically unproven theory, I should stress. (laughs) (laughs) So lots and lots and lots of people who do comedy who happen to have female bodies, far more than the average in society, have PCOS. And I think because it's a disorder that's all to do with insulin resistance and testosterone, we have a very anxiety-stressful job, and maybe that's part of it. That's my Mm. theory. But I said that to my hormone doctor, and she just, like, nodded, blankly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't want to do the study I want to fund. (laughs) So do you think it's the fact that... People with female bodies with PCOS. Yes. Yeah have higher testosterone in the first place that, that well, makes them run at a more exactly. chicken, scary or job, chicken or egg. Or is pounding around the country yep. polycysticising our ovaries. Oh, absolutely.
3: <laughs> but also there are things that you can do that kind of reduce your insulin resistance and one of those things is having a very sugary poor diet. And also when your body releases adrenaline and you don't exercise, which is what happens when you're on stage, you get very nervous for a gig, your body releases adrenaline, it doesn't go anywhere. It's then stored as fat around your pancreas. <gasps> so all of these things do kind of feed in. It's right. but, yeah, because what you don't want to be is very reductive and go, oh, of course I got men's jobs got too much testosterone see yeah no very tense it's Sarah what was your challenge I was thinking about empathy, I was thinking about understanding things that don't happen to you or you don't experience, and I was thinking that when it comes to the periods, some people, because they have male bodies, or for other, a multitude of reasons, that too many to list, they don't menstruate, some of them are children. Anyway, I was thinking about how can I let my work colleagues who don't menstruate, or my friends, both my boyfriend and my dad are men, and how do I let them understand what I'm going through? And the physical aspect of what I go through when I menstruate is, and I mean... The, the idea of like cramps and bleeding, I do think that men can understand, just like how I can imagine what it feels like to be kicked in the balls, just from how sad they seem when i <laughs> when I do it so um <laughs> So, so, I mean, I can un- I'm not saying, that. Like, oh, you can possibly understand pain or bleeding. I think they can. But what I was thinking of, the thing that I find very difficult to make them understand is the emotional side, like the PMT. It's very difficult for me to kind of always try to convince them, like, no, no, this is my personality and this is hormones. You can't tell me off for this one. And then, so what I've decided is to invest all of my money into creating a five-minute infomercial based on something that happened to me eight days ago, and it was two days before my period. And then it continued throughout my period, and it's continuing... Mm, kind of up until now and so this is my infomercial
4: <clears throat>
3: this is my infomercial so at the beginning would be like cheerful music we can add this in post yeah sure oh just uh, 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 uh. Mm, it's just Sarah on her way to the station to go to work she walks down the road and she turns down an alley it's quite long it's like 60 meters and then music changes into desperately sad music there's a dead cat I can see it's a ginger, I can see its legs and its tail, and it's um, at the other end of the alley. And I'm two days before my period, and my eyes instantly fill with tears. And it's not just that, like, this cat's dead, obviously, and obviously there's death, and obviously I love animals, but I understand that they die. But um, so I started thinking about my first cat. He's called Roly, and he got run over. And my dad picked us up from school with him in a black bin bag, um, which has made it more traumatic. And also, then the next day, my neighbours said that he committed suicide to get away from our family. So, oh. no. So I was thinking about that, but then I was thinking about this family who are about to have their hearts broken. And I just decided, as I was walking towards it, that I am not going to go into work. I'm going to look and see if it's got a collar with a number on it, and I'm going to bring it and take it to them really safely and thoughtfully. And even if I have to wait around sitting outside their house, and then I thought maybe have a microchip, I could take it to a vet. But anyway, they've obviously... Anyway, and then I got to it and I kind of bent down and it was a log. (laughs) Um, It it, had always been a log. Uh, My eyes had been so full of tears that I hadn't seen... And then you would think, oh, then obviously you would probably stopped crying. Nope. Uh, Because I was still aware, suddenly I was aware of, well, someone's cat died today. Like, statistically, (laughs) cats died today. Animals were probably put down. There were other accidents. I hate cars. And then I started thinking about, well, trees. Does it hurt trees? (laughs) They lose logs. Like, actually, I'm not being empathetic enough to all of the pain in the world. But a log is not an excuse not to go to work. So I had to go in. And so then the next day, kind of cheerful music again, da, 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 Sarah's back, and apart from the second I hit the alley, saw the log started crying again. Um, again, just thinking about death and mortality, and what a terrible, terrible world it is. And then this continued throughout my period. Well, the first day I've heard I cried for the entire world and all of the pain in it. Every day I've cried walking along this alley, until today where I'm still really sad, but I feel like it's receding, but I will never, ever forget that deadlock and when it's done and then there'll be like a, the theme tune and then the tagline which will be like she's not mental she's menstruating <laughs> then they'll understand Deb's yeah then they'll understand
0: <laughs> good work strong. solid work yeah I mean it would be a useful infomercial and I think it should be made and played in schools
3: and right. offices every morning
0: <laughs> as we salute it <laughs> welcome to the stage the wonderful Sarah Pascoe. Hello.
3: Hiya. I started my periods when I was 12, and because I was very worldly and an overachiever, I knew exactly what was happening, and I shouted downstairs to my mum, I'm pregnant! (laughs) And uh, my mum rushed upstairs, realised exactly what was happening, and I told her, and she took me to our local Tesco, where she proceeded to buy every single sanitary product (laughs) that Tesco's offered, and this was a mega store. And um, when we were at the till, and my mum was loading up the conveyor belts with cotton in different... Different shapes sizes and absorbencies. the lady behind the till kind of gives my mum this kind of questioning look and this woman's name is Barbara and the reason I know that is four years later I worked at this Tesco and this was the second job that I faked my own death to get out of um, <laughs> Um, I'll explain it. Basically, um, the first job that I faked my death to get out of wasn't even a real job, it was just work experience while I was at school. <laughs> I'd picked the placement with the shortest amount of hours, which is in a children's nursery, and it was only 9 till 12. But on my first day, I got this horrendous migraine, and I asked if I could go home, and the teacher said no. So the next day, to punish her, I rang up, pretending to be my mother, and I said that I had leukaemia, and <laughs> why hadn't they sent me home? We might have caught it sooner.
4: Um, LAUGHTER at
3: Tesco is what I said, In my three-month appraisal, they said that I was an unreliable member of staff and that I talked too much. And I told them that it was because of a brain tumour and that I'd been garnering support from co-workers. And then I had to leave very shortly afterwards before they realised that my brain was terrific. So Barbara, she kind of gives my mum this questioning look. And my mum answers that look by going, Sarah started her period. Right, which was true, but she continued she's a woman now, which was not true. <laughs> I was 12. I didn't become a woman until two years ago at 32 when I first selected almond paste instead of peanut butter. <laughs> it also happened in a Tesco. <laughs> but my mum continued, we didn't have anything in the house. She's only got toilet paper in her pants.
0: <laughs>
3: and I was flooded with adrenaline, which is what they call nature's fight-or-flight response, except neither of those responses was appropriate. I couldn't hit her, and I couldn't run away. She was driving me home. So my body reacted in the most noble way that it could, by having a nosebleed <laughs> while well, I was frozen <laughs> frozen on the spot and then Barbara because she was a bit of a wit she's like oh look she's bleeding from both ends now <laughs> and they all had a bit of a laugh and, <laughs> and now I still don't think it's funny but, um, I, I do, I do and, 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 and we have to laugh don't we guys um, thanks so much, bye <laughs>
0: challenge was last time I tried to use a moon cup because it's very ethical and you know you can wash them and all of that but as I explained last time I'm quite small Mm. they do have two sizes of moon cup don't they well that's one thing I didn't know so I can't use a tampon so I thought I wouldn't be able to use it but I found I could get it in and I did feel it a lot but when I opened it, when I went to pull it out it opened inside me like an umbrella and so it was very painful coming out and I was, as I said in the last podcast basically it was me in a hotel room in Manchester going Aah! And then bringing up a sort of chalice of blood, like a scene out of Game of Thrones.
3: I was actually thinking from the sound, it sounded like the beginning of The Lion King, but one that I would oh, yeah.
0: definitely watch. Oh, the moon cup king. Lineage. Yeah. yeah, the moon cup king. So loads of people tweeted in and said, you've just got to stick with it and you can learn how to do this. So my new challenge was to learn how to use the moon cup. So I went and watched the instructional video. I know, there's an instructional video. Who knew? I did not know that. And first of all, the first thing they say is there's two sizes. I didn't have the mini size. And they kept saying the mini size, the small size, is for women under 30 who haven't given birth. Mm. And they kept going on about it. That's who it's for. And I was like, inclusion, can I please be included in that group? I have not given birth, but I am not. This will come to shock to some of you under 30. but I did I tried with the smaller one and then also I used the instructional video to get it out and it was a bit better you still have to open it inside of you to get it out and that is still tricky for me but it was better with the small one and better with using instructions so I am going to stick with the moon cup gang it sounds like a sort of children's afternoon show, doesn't it? Like the press gang. The Moon Cup Gang. They're, they're yeah. solving crimes together, solving mysteries. Yeah. Um, they're brilliant. Also, and there are lots of charities who
3: give moon cups to women in the third world or after disasters, because obviously you can just give someone one thing and then suddenly they
0: can... Yeah, they yeah. Can, you can wash it. So if you're listening at home and you were thinking that I gave up too quickly on the moon cup, I didn't, I'm moon cupping it upright nice, and I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm sharing by each month just... Collecting my blood in a little cup rather than <laughs> letting it go into cotton and throwing that cotton into the sea because of what a responsible feminist I am. Do you am. drive to the sea to
3: get rid of your... <laughs> <laughs> get rid of your towels. <laughs> like, sorry, I've got to go Brighton. I'm <laughs> back in three hours. <laughs> Please, welcome to the microphone, Deborah Francis-White! <clears throat>
0: Every single month, I get grotty and annoyed. Things I blame include my husband, my cats, the fact that I have nothing to wear, nothing to wear, nothing. I have nothing to wear. I don't have one thing that looks good on me. I have nothing to wear. I don't have anything appropriate for anything I'm doing. I don't have anything that looks good. To work in, to go to to a party, to stay home in. I look hideous in every single thing in my wardrobe. You don't understand. I have nothing to wear. I hate all of the things that there are to wear in my wardrobe and in all shops. (laughs) The fact that I am lazy and never get any work done, that makes me grumpy. I am so lazy. I am so Fucking lazy. Why do I just go on Facebook all the time? Why don't I ever do anything? I never do anything productive with my life. My whole life is wasted. All I do is waste time on Facebook looking at other people's better lives. Why? Why do every month, why, why, why do I, why, why am I so lazy? Why don't I write anything? I'm actually asking for an answer. I've got scripts to write. Why am I not writing their scripts? I could be writing more for this. I could be doing anything with my life. I could be doing something productive. I could be doing a medical degree to help people. I could be doing a medical degree to help, I could be becoming a psychiatrist to help children. Do I do that every month? I don't do it. Every month I continue not to do productive, useful things. I do nothing in terrible clothes. Terrible hateful clothes that make me look awful and make me feel like everybody else is better than me, every month I do bad things in bad clothes I do nothing worse than bad things I do no things in bad, terrible terrible clothes, every month every single month I feel feel grotty and annoyed because I feel sick in the stomach Every every month I feel so sick in my terrible clothes while just being on Facebook. And and, and, I mean, I genuinely, why do I have to go to the loo more often? That makes me grumpy. (laughs) I have to go to the loo all of the time. Why? I'm so grumpy about that. It's ridiculous. Do you know what else is ridiculous? Politics. Politics is as ridiculous as me having to go to the loo six times in a row when I've just been. And I just look at politics on Facebook, which why am I on that? I should be working. But I can't work because what would I wear? Maybe it isn't even a terrible stomach complaint. A terrible stomach complaint is going to ruin my life. Maybe it isn't. Maybe I'm pregnant. Maybe, oh, maybe I'm pregnant. When was my last period? Uh, Every month, every month since I was 14, every fucking month, it's the same surprise.
1: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes.
2: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
4: Hello, Guilty Feminists. It's Jessica Regan here. And I think it's high time we announced some Guilty Feminist Big Speeches Winter Workshops. If you, like the majority of the population, have a fear of public speaking, or if you quite enjoy it actually, but you'd like to level up your skills, perhaps you know someone who could benefit from this training and this would make a great Christmas present, or maybe you're just curious and would like to give it a go. If you are any of these things, then please go to guiltyfeminist.com forward slash big speeches to secure a place now on one of our winter workshops. They are taking place on December 11th at 11 a.m., January the 14th at 3pm, January 28th at 11am and our last one will be February 11th at 3pm. Book now to avoid disappointment, our prices have never been lower.
0: Hello Guilty Feminists, this is Deborah with a few quick announcements. We are back at King's Place in London with new live shows. On the 15th of January, our guests are Dr Kirsty Sedgman, whose new book on... Being Unreasonable is a fascinating look at competing value systems. And as well as that, we've got one of my favourite comedians, Olga Koch, and the co-host is Jessica Q. Then on the 19th of February, we have the host of Academic Imperfectionist podcast, Rebecca Roche, and the hilarious Eleanor Conway, with the amazing Sakisa as my co-host. For more information and to book tickets, go to guiltyfeminist.com and click on live shows. I will also be coming to Australia and New Zealand in May. Those tickets will be available very soon, so keep an eye on the website. If you want an ad-free version of the show, you can get that from Patreon, ACAS Plus or Apple. And if you want to help us out, leave your five-star review wherever you get your podcasts or just tell someone you know that they should listen to The Guilty Feminist with your face or on a WhatsApp group. Who knows? Speaking of which... Back to the podcast. Please welcome our very special guest, Carrie Ann Lloyd. I'm very slow, Yeah, close. it took Cariad a while to get to the stage. That's why I thought I didn't want the applause to die because Carriad is currently not menstruating.
6: <laughs> I wanted to talk about periods, which I feel is a bit naughty for someone who hasn't had one for a while. But it's like, I miss them, guys.
0: Remember periods? And if you're listening at home, she's pregnant. pregnant. We haven't said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took her a long time to get to the stage because she's really not menstruating; she's pregnant. Now as well. Give me yeah. a sec. Is this your last gig before the baby this, pops out? Is the last gig before the baby? Unless because I'm self-employed, if anyone offers me something and they go, "We'll give you ten pounds," I'll be like, "Yes, yeah, sure, I'll do it." <laughs> so this is your last official gig. But yeah. if anybody's got a sort of birthday party, they need. <laughs> at, on the way out the door. Yeah, a birthday party,
6: you want to see a pregnant clown. <laughs> How terrifying Ooh,
3: that, would that be? Oh, and then you clown. could give birth to another tiny Ooh, clown. Tiny
4: oh. clown! <laughs> <laughs>
0: covered in blood and screaming. <laughs> so, do you do period characters, don't you? You do period comedy. <laughs> I want to say it's like period drama, but it's not. Period, period, period comedy. I so
6: want to do period drama that I am... Um, in an improv group called Ostentatious, which yes. does Jane Austen. That's how Desperate I'm Who are I'm amazing. <laughs> amazing. Oh, yes. Yeah, have you Thanks seen so Ostentatious?
0: Two, two, three people. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and Jane Austen, such a proto-feminist. <gasps> She's oh, amazing. Yeah. She's yeah. amazing.
6: I do also do character stand-up, and I have a character who does period jokes, just in case everyone's like, all her characters are
0: period-based. No, 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 I, one, I,
6: I didn't mean to imply
0: that. What's your period-based so comedy? So I have a character
6: called the Sanitary Bag Lady, which yeah. some people... <laughs> Get very quickly, thanks. You're my kind of audience, and most people are confused. So you know when you go into, like, old toilets? So, like, village hall toilets, or, like, primary... Not primary school. That's a bit weird. Like <laughs> Teacher's bit of school. Teacher's bit of primary school. school. And there's a white bag to put your sanitary products in. And sometimes there's a daisy on that bag, but mostly it's a black and white woman, and I'll stand up to show you what she's doing. You but she's kind of lifting her skirt, like... And she looks like a sort of 19th century... In my head, 19th century Southern Belle. So I do a character where I've built myself a giant hat, (laughs) as if I am the white bag... And I'm the sanitary bag lady, <laughs> and I come out and I sniff to see if anyone's bleeding. <laughs> and I, yeah, I have red lipstick all over my face, and I, I try and she tries to do stand-up about Andrew Lloyd Webber. That was just something else that amused me. It's nothing to do with periods. It was just all oh, the material. But every now and again, I stop and I go, <laughs> I smell bleeding. <laughs> Somebody here <hate> bleeding. <sighs> <laughs> His mama's hungry. Oh! <laughs> and then I, yeah, and then I try and find out he's bleeding. And then I go back and I, I try and.
0: Have you ever accidentally gone up to a woman who really is menstruating? The, the
6: best thing is when you do it, because obviously you can normally see the audience and you'll see a woman look at you and her face is going, do not.
4: Do not. <laughs> and
6: obviously I know that look. So I try and give another look, which is like, don't worry, I'm going to not choose you. I try and choose the woman who obviously is not bleeding. Because sometimes they look at you like... Please and also co- when you say, I can smell bleeding, mm. obviously as a woman, they go, oh my God, they can smell me, my tampon's leaking. Like, that's... Yeah. They think you're like the Darren Brown of menstruation. <laughs> like, that's what I would think. I would think well, you have special powers. Um, I did a gig and a man, a man came up to you afterwards. Bless him. Because, like, he wasn't... He didn't mean to be weird, but he was like... Oh, I've, I enjoyed your character. I, I don't really know anything about periods, but um, it was it was interesting. And he was like, "I just want to ask you, can can you smell them? Is that a thing?" And I was like, "Oh, it's so sweet that you've asked me." But. No.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, Jordana Cooper at my school was <laughs> such a horrible bee and she would tell people she could smell that you were on your period. But yeah, like, at it's, yeah, yeah, it's, school, yeah. You
6: can't,
0: but bless him, he thought that it was based on fact that women could smell each other and he just hadn't been told. <laughs> um, once we were talking about the pressure for women to be underweight in Hollywood and I said, I really find it difficult to watch like a sitcom or something if I can see the woman's not menstruating. And my friend looked at me and she went how can you tell? And I went, just, you know, if they're really Hmm. underweight and she went, oh, I thought you meant I can't watch a show if the women aren't on their period and they're making it and I thought, God, if she imagined that I was looking at people on television going, you're not menstruating. This is yes to the dress,
6: fine. <laughs> It'd be nice. It'd be good if you could know your friends are menstruating. Well, we tell each other. Me and Sarah yeah. text each other quite a lot yeah. when we're. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah.
3: Carrie is my go-to person for any period. Yeah, my any period, the emotion, especially when I'm overdue on, and it's been a long time coming, and no one else understands. Like the lead up when it's been just so long. Ugh, oh, the whole minor, yeah. yeah, the whole minor thing. Which I, I haven't, haven't heard, heard for a
0: one. story about you, right? <laughs> and I've never and my periods. they get around. Come on, I've never asked you about it. But oh yeah, this story. I Oh god. <laughs> I know the one no, you're going to say. Not about it, but when I'm in the Edinburgh Festival in order to sort of stress relief and also if I get bad back or whatever, I visit this incredible massage therapist called Jill McLagan. She is an angel who walks amongst us. Yes, yeah. we call her the witch or the angel. <laughs> but one time I was doing a show and I had a cast and I was the director. Yeah. So I decided to give everybody the gift of Jill McLagan. Yeah. Day one of Edinburgh, when everyone's feeling all positive, I gave them all a voucher to go and see Jill McLaggen. I said, at some point in this fringe, you're just going to feel like you can't go on. That's when you go and see Jill McLagan and she'll massage you and you'll walk away like you're walking on air. And one of my cast went... <gasps> The witch. And I went, what should like, I have heard tell of her? She said, Carrie Lloyd couldn't get her period. And she went to Jill McClaggan mm. And Jill McClaggan said, OK, would it be convenient for you to get it tonight? Oh,
6: yes, that's and true. And you that's said, true, yes.
0: yes, yeah, that'd be great. And then she put her hands on you in a special place and yeah. she did things. And then that, and lo, your period <laughs> came on that night. I had now, forgotten that, yeah. I went to see Jill McClaggan the next day for my massage. And I said, I've heard a story about you. And she went, what? And I said, I heard you are a witch and you can bring on a period. And she laughed and laughed and laughed, as Jill does. She laughs at almost everything. She's brilliant. And she said, I know exactly who that was. (laughs) And she said, it's not magic. It's just, it's interconnective tissue. If you know where to press, you know how to release it. It's I go to see Jill for something called craniosacral,
6: because I am a hippie. (laughs) So I don't even go for massage. What I like about Jill, you can go and see her for very hippie things, but she's incredibly practical and doesn't indulge you in anything. But yeah, she did say to me... I was, it was my second year at Edinburgh, and I was so stressed. I think I was like a month and a half late, and it, I was insane. I also had concussion, and, um, yeah, because I I head butted a door. <laughs> I nearly passed out in a show. And, uh, yeah, she did. She said, would it be all right if you got your period tonight? And I was like, yes, please, God, just release the blood. And, yeah, she did. But, yeah, she will be very practical about it. Like, oh, it's just muscles, but yeah, we know the, the truth.
0: She doesn't want to get burnt, which is fair enough. Yeah. She's but trying to I felt be fascinating. I thought, well, why, don't, why aren't we taught where to press for ourselves? Cause I be think, I think because, it. because
3: it's not science... No, with reason. her, it was like tension. <laughs> she was like Kam specifically... I'm lo- sorry, I'm not going to just... No, Kam she, she Kam was...
6: <laughs> was, Sarah, was like, Sarah is very sceptical of anybody touching her. Things that haven't
0: been proven yeah. in... <laughs> well, we oh, don't know if that's been proven, though, because we haven't looked at the Jill yeah, McClaggan Also, evidence-based, you haven't been to her, Sarah, so yeah. like two out of I'm three people... I'm sending you to Jill McClaggan next festival, and you will come away converted. If your it's period be, what was what as late it as it sometimes is, and I sent you to Jill...
6: The
3: thing is, they're so clever. <laughs> that's the thing. They're oh, so Pasco gets really fun. Pasco gets funny about alternative. I think whatever people do that makes them happy is fantastic. But people at home should not be thinking, "Oh, there's a connective tissue I can press that will bring on a late period." <laughs> no, no.
6: That's, what so I would the say balance. though, You're, what, hear this. Now. What I would say is, if you are tense. And that's, like the reason I didn't have my period was I was tense. So if you're tense and you haven't oh, something relaxing. Yeah, that's not. basically what I mean. Get drunk,
0: Get, I say.
4: Sometimes, see, that works, that'll for you. will do, <laughs> do it. One <laughs>
3: half a wine,
0: bingo. That works
3: I for you. I absolutely believe Glasgow. in the
0: powers of Jill because she has... And I'm so... Look, I'm married to Tom Solinsky. You are not allowed in my house to believe anything that hasn't been proven double blind. And I think <laughs> I'm with somebody like that because mm. I was a Jehovah's Witness and there was just everything was just, you just believe it because you believe it. So I'm very like, But I do believe if Jill McClaggan, <laughs> really if she presses on the right things and then your period is released, it's just a body, isn't it? It's just, it's like anything. It was, if just it gets basically clogged it was up, very,
6: very relaxing and it really yes. helped. And I don't have a problem talking about periods and Sarah and I often text each other about mm. periods yeah and when I started doing this character I wasn't like oh I'm gonna do
3: a." Pe-. it's like I genuinely saw the paper bag and thought oh I could do that lady mm. that's funny um but you've always <laughs> been incredibly open as a human I met Cariad in my first year of university I'm a lucky girl and <laughs> you changed my life because you talked about things in such an upfront unashamed way like you taught me so much because of that and I think that's okay. what you took into your comedy it's, it's- hard because I
6: guess I was raised in quite a hippie household. I didn't think it was shocking doing period comedy until I started doing it and saw people's face and saw women. This is what got me so angry about it. Women going, ah, oh, oh, stop it, like in the audience, as I mentioned blood. I thought it would be
3: the men, and honest to God, most of the time it was the women who were very uncomfortable. But you have this brilliant it. rant in it, which you kind of improvise, and I've seen Carrie do this character a few times, and I love it so much, it's, it's, but it's a rant about... Basically, the surrealism of being expected to behave like a normal person
0: when I you scre- are bleeding. I scream
6: in a man's face for I'm not for five minutes, and I scream in his face, and it ends up with me screaming, "We bleed, motherfucker, we bleed!" in, in his face, because I'm like, "Can you imagine a world where men don't bleed?" Because she doesn't think men don't bleed, sandwich, but she thinks there's a sanitary bag prince who she's going to marry. Oh. She's <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, she's very old-fashioned. <laughs> All she wants to do is get married, and she thinks men are better than them. She wants Sandro, bad prince. He wears a top hat and tails, and tap dances by the urinals. She's heard. <laughs> and so I do this thing about, can you imagine a world where men don't bleed? And I get in a man's face. But it has backfired. It has backfired. I had one very aggressive incident where I had to stop.
0: Oh, wow, what happened?
6: Uh, can you believe this? It was uh, a charity gig to raise money for abortion support.
0: Oh. oh and you would have thought what? a liberal audience. Hashtag context. They were not liberal.
6: And, uh, yeah, I, went, I was screaming in a man's face, and they didn't understand, and they sort of, he tried to grab the mic off me. And <gasps> there's nothing worse than having your face Did covered. You shout, abort, abort, abort? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had it done. I had my face covered in lipstick and honestly the hat is like almost four foot high like it's huge and I had to and I had Sarah's voice in my head because Sarah's very good when things go wrong at gigs she like just talks to the people like they're people whereas my instinct is like fuck you but I, I had to take the hat off and go it's just a character should we talk about what's happening and they um, he was going you're disgusting you're disgusting and pointing at me Then he tried to grab the mic off me, and that's when I lost it. I was so awful, like a teacher. I went, I'm doing my job, and you are not allowed to take the microphone off me. (laughs) you're working and tell you to stop so you can just wait till after the gig. (laughs) Like This real drama teacher appeared. Did
0: he respond to that?
6: He walked off. Yeah, I wrote about it actually for The Guardian because they were talking about, oh, like funny heckler situations and it wasn't funny. I think it was a bit of a misunderstanding. I think he thought I was saying that men don't care about periods and his wife had really bad periods and he was trying to say, I I I suffered. And I was like, I'm not...
0: Oh, was Why? Abortion support I've suffered because my wife's got bad periods. No, I oh, think... fuck off. <laughs> I've suffered because I had to watch my wife give birth to triplets. <laughs> I and I had he's... to hold her hand and everything. And I felt her pain. I felt her pain. I really felt it. I felt it. And I checked yeah. the football scores, but I felt her pain. But that's the only time it's mostly, I would say, it's, it's
6: often women have come up and been like, oh, that was very
0: uncomfortable when you were talking about periods. And that made me
3: want to do the character more and more.
0: Why is it that it's so uncomfortable to talk about? Why, why, why are we, have we learned it. We
3: learn it. That's it. Conditioned is the right word. We are taught to hide something at the very beginning and not let other people know. Depending on people's parenting, or sometimes things aren't explained very well or they're given a book or a leaflet. But the whole well, thing yeah, is other not know. I remember um, know.
6: at primary school... And the last year of primary school, we were separated into boys and girls. And the girls got taken off into the library, and we were given the period talk. And the boys, I still don't know what what they got told. They were taught to lie. (laughs) Uh. investment banking or like <laughs> interest, how to do an
0: ISA or what you got Tom? and patriarchy 101 yeah. how to dominate I mean, for life and they still do that and it's terrible they yeah. still they're and still I've, separated even, Man, like, this room will be menstruation this will be spreading.
6: yeah and I remember being 10 and thinking oh okay well we're not allowed to tell the boys this stuff even though like none mm. of us had had a period and mainly it was poor Mrs Rogers going I thought I was dying and I don't <laughs> want you to think you were dying and all of us like what are you talking about yeah. we no concept and I remember when you know at secondary school tampons fall out your bag and Mm. everyone's like ugh gross the best thing was when some tampons fell out and a boy was like ugh sanitary towels and I was like they're tampons they're different and I was yeah
3: didn't have a boyfriend for quite a long time so (laughs) my little sister once so before when we were very young children before either of us had our periods my mum was in the hairdressers and she'd kind of left us looking after her back and we found tampons and didn't know what they were so we drew faces on all of them (laughs) (laughs) and then, then we're Playing with our dollies, (laughs) these new dollies that we'd made. (laughs) I think that was like the worst day of her life.
0: (laughs) Like 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 cotton reel dolls. Yeah, because she couldn't get
3: to us, having her hair down. We're just in the window. So (laughs) this. little fellas they are so cute they're so cute and also also that's the thing about the learned stuff and the difficulty of unlearning it it's a piece of cotton but you you make all these connections like the minute someone knows you're on your period they're thinking about your genitals and things like that I think you're very
6: awkward as a teenager and everything's embarrassing so I think that gets wrapped up in it's the worst time
3: for that to happen but I
6: am now a moon cover. Are you? Yeah, I'm now a moon cupper. So high I five, t- sister! High five, five. Moon, cup sister. moon cups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does take ages. I always say to people, keep going with it, but also don't be embarrassed if you have to have a tampon day. Like if it's just yeah. too much,
0: or in my case, a sanitary napkin day. Oh, sanitary tampon. Yeah, yet.
6: whatever. If you need a day off, I think don't feel guilty because sometimes. Oh no! I'm already got <sighs> yeah, a period. Exactly.
0: Fuck feeling guilty. <laughs> I'm trying to do moon cups, but if I fail at that, yeah. Oh, I'm a bad feminist, so. And I get I've got my period, shut up. <laughs> I get really heavy periods, so sometimes that moon cup can't cope. My cup floweth flow over? over,
6: yeah. Oh. And so sometimes I've had to be like, okay. But I did a video, a spoof. I love
3: this. Oh. We should talk about this with the tampon um, tax as yeah, well. Yeah, so the
6: tampon tax. I did this with Jenny Bede, another brilliant comedian. We did a spoof Taylor Swift video of Bad Blood about the tampon tax. And we had a line in it about um, drinking Lambrini from, our, from Moon Cups. <laughs> so this is what... I only bought the Moon Cup as a prop. Sure. And the lady in boots was like... <gasps>
4: Do you use them?
6: I want to try. And I had to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But inside was like, this for a video, for a joke. Uh And um, at the end shot of the video, we had Lamborghini and Moon Cups and we like did them like shots. (laughs) And so then me and Jen were like, well, We could just wash these and then you
0: use them. Because you've done a shot out of your moon cup. My moon moon cup's famous. (laughs) (laughs) Your moon cup's been in a music video. video You're the fucking coolest feminist in the world. (laughs) I did a shot out of my moon cup, made a music video, then I put it inside of me. That's right. (laughs) You're the best rock and roll feminist in the world. I mean, I don't care if Susie Quattro comes through the door right now with a big placard that says votes
6: for women. Lambrini shot doesn't seem as cool.
0: I <laughs> don't know that... But yeah, I did. i boiled
6: yeah. it up. I'm practical.
0: But I can't do it out of the one I've already used. Boil them up, mate. No.
7: I boil cannot up. Everything's I clean, clean enough, enough to night. boil. Look,
0: I want to be really cool with periods and stuff and I'm kind of getting better at that stuff because I do realise it's conditioning. But I will never, ever, ever do a shot of tequila <laughs> out of a pre-used moon cup. You're missing I, out! I would have to buy a brand new out. moon cup for that. Is that. Am I wrong? No, I think I think all of us are allowed to have our
3: own limits. <laughs> that is I, my I, limit. If there was alcohol the involved, enough. I would do a shot out of any of your moon cups. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: Can we have a question from the audience, please? Can we have a question?
7: Hi, I'm uh, a doctor, so I'm used to talking to people uh, who have female bodies about periods. I know all about luteal phases and follicular phases, norefisterone and methanomac acid. Humble brag. We,
6: we, we don't. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> we're, we're all very excited now. And yeah. Before that,
7: um, from the age of about seven, my mum sent me to the corner shop to, uh, to buy Tampaxe. And it was always Tampax, to the extent that then I was, uh, I was quietly horrified when my girlfriend was using her uh, own brand period <laughs> oh. uh, ah. tampons. Yeah. So it turns out, oh, I've brought you some premium tampons, isn't a great present.
0: <laughs> uh, well, on average, Wednesday it might be all right, but not for a birthday or an anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> I'd avoid it entirely at Valentine's. <laughs> I'm
3: just so imagining him like, pulling it out, like, you're better than this. <laughs> Don't cheapen yourself!
0: (laughs) So, what was the question? Well,
7: my question is, despite all that, I think that, actually, I have no understanding of the reality of going to work and going to the loo and thinking like, oh, now I'm bleeding out my genitals. I haven't brought enough clean pants to work. Mm, And and if I don't understand that, then what do you think has to change so that... um, every other you know, white cis male can understand the reality of what it's actually like to live with I, I having periods. I
6: totally commend you for asking a question about it and being informed about it. And I think, like all aspects of feminism, all we can do is keep talking about it Keep un- unashamedly talking about it, and you keep know, doing characters about, and it. Know, doing characters and now about it. You to
3: ask questions, so that's the other half yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. I think in terms of human experience, we don't really understand what anyone else is ever going through. But if we are permissive to, like, you can ask a stupid question and not be called ignorant, but interested, and vice versa. I can't understand what it would be like to have a wet dream. I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I- yeah. Wish I just is that have the one and be like, I another Period as a wet dream. It sounds amazing. So no, unfair. No, no, but w- nobody would be because there would still be embarrassment and humiliation. Imagine if you did with your parents or a teenage boy. But there are still. We all of us have very, very different experiences, and it is. It's like as Carrie has said. It's the conversation. It yeah,
6: be- like I've had several com- with my husband over the years where I've said things and then realised he doesn't know. And I, one day, was explaining. This might be too much information, but we've talked about this. About like when it's heavy and it's yeah. like the kind of the globules you know what i mean When it's like you're almost impressed with yourself because you're like wow I, it's like is that a
3: child is that yeah, half they a do. child sometimes they seems like they are bits of limbs and, of babies yeah. and i was yeah. trying to
6: say this to my husband i was trying to and he was like what like and he's again very open but he, yeah. he was like what and i just thought oh yeah of course you've never had a period you don't know what it's like when it like hits the water like it is a powerful <laughs> yeah. job and then and i was like oh he just doesn't know and I thought, that's fine. Let's t-. Like, I think it's just making sure you have the conversation and you don't feel bad for asking. And also, with women, I think it's really important that we don't go, oh, I don't want to tell you. Oh, it's gross. Or, you know, you can obviously... I think I do often say, do you mind if I go into detail? Because <laughs> sometimes they're eating or... You know. If you're having raspberry jelly or something, it's... Or ketchup, I particularly <laughs> talked about it as he's like
0: putting ketchup on a bacon sandwich. It's <laughs> he's like,
4: oh. he just waited two <laughs> minutes. Ruined. Yeah. I mean now. So I think but it's just
0: keeping the communication going. And I think, as you're a medical professional, being open to sort of talk about it and perhaps like educating young people about it. Because I think if it was a more open conversation where we were all in the same room, yeah. like I think it probably is in Scandinavia, where the boys, they tell say, well, this might happen to a boy, this might happen to a girl. Like I didn't know a penis got erect until I saw one. Now, I have had a very sheltered... I was going to say, well, we, we
6: covered that in the,
0: when they took us aside. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. Hmm. I didn't know penis had got erect until I saw an erect penis, and I went, oh, that's how it goes in. <laughs> that's literally the first um. time. I know what most of you are wondering is, um, so, Deborah, what was it like before the Second World War? <laughs> but, <laughs> genuinely, I just had a sheltered upbringing, and I just didn't know. So I think, yeah. you know, I could learn more about your body too, sir, and you could learn more about mine. The rest of you can go.
7: That is a
6: fantastic
3: chat
6: up line I don't know how penises work can you show me
3: (laughs) follow The Guilty Feminist on Twitter at guiltfempod check out our Instagram instagram.com slash theguiltyfeminist like our Facebook page sign up to the mailing list to get notified as soon as the new episode is released and please go to iTunes and rate, review and subscribe it helps other people find the podcast
0: Carriad, thank you so much for joining us. We're out of time. Have you got anything to plug? Uh, <laughs> apart from
6: my vagina, right guys? <laughs> no, I need my cervix open at the moment. Um... <laughs> basically you can see me uh ostentatious are normally touring and so you can find us on twitter at Austin Impro or ostentatiousimpro.com which is an improvised jane austen comedy which i don't talk about periods that much it's a period drama guys but without the blood uh or you can find me on twitter at lady Carriad where i will maybe be talking about the gigs that i'm trying to get out of
0: <laughs> did anyone bring tampons or anything oh, for yeah. Carrier tonight uh, we asked because she's got a refuge charity. Sorry, not that sound of the terrible <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone bring her a tampon? Because she's going to get a period like right um, uh I should very quickly say, I basically
6: recently thought... Uh, oh, well, have anyone's seen I, Daniel Blake... And there was the bit, the awful bit where she's in the food bank and she wants sanitary towels and they don't have them. That's not a spoiler, don't worry. So I just Googled like local refuge centers in my area and then I emailed them and said, Do you want tampons? And they were like, Yes, please. So if anyone has any unused, unused tampons, If you don't, that's fine. But if you do have a box at home, do Google your local area because there will be a women's centre or, you know, a refuge centre, drop-in centre, and they are always looking for donations of sanitary towels or tampons.
3: There are also some incredible charities that exist. Now, some of them exist in places that are war-torn or have experienced disasters, but where they basically make machines that Mm, can make sanitary towels or make tampons. There are parts of the world where girls can't go to school when they're on their period, and there are charities who donate sanitary products or educate about sanitary products there. (laughs) So, actually, it's the kind of thing that if you Google, and this is your interest area, Area. There are things you can really help and with with very little money. There is a sanitary
6: bag prince who is a man in India who invented a machine that makes sanitary <gasps> towels. And it's real. He, in my Tucked head, he is, in the urinal. <laughs> he is the sanitary bag prince. And it was such a shame. In the, like Everyone was so ashamed of him in the village. He had to wear a bladder of blood, a pig's blood, to test it himself because none of the women would do it. You can watch a YouTube video about how he's taken it out to um, wow. Indian villages. So, yeah,
3: basically Google how can I help women with periods
0: because we all have them. Mm-hmm. We do. Sarah do you have anything to
3: plug I have a book called Animal which uh, has some stuff about periods in it and also lots of other stuff very, very good, good. Very good. Really thanks very good. guys
0: <laughs> thanks uh, no it's one of my favourite books that I've read in the last couple of years and are, like sure, thank you. so good if you're listening to this podcast you work at the core demo yeah it this book. it's right up your alley so uh, to speak yeah. it is, it is. <laughs> uh, and I am hosting a comedy panel show called Global Pillage and you can find that at globalpillage.net yay You have been listening to the Guilty Feminist with me, Deborah Francis White, guest host Sarah Pascoe, and our special guest Carrie Lloyd. The recording engineer was Chris Sharp. Music was by Mark Hodge. The producer was Thompson. It's keeping the spontaneity shop. Thanks to Zoe, Meta, Lauren, and everyone at King's Place as well as all of you for listening. More information about this and other episodes visit guiltyfeminist.com.
6: So since, I just want to clarify, since doing the
0: video, I now only use it as a
6: moon card. No, 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 no. We all, <laughs> that. We all got that. We all got that. Alternate. Just that's how it
0: got used. The Guilty Feminist is provided exclusively from Acast. Find it
1: wherever you get your podcasts. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because rust new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns, so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from rust
5: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig.